0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> It'll be there. All right, if I find it, I will make sure to pass it on to you,
1: Muna. Yeah, please, before I have a lawsuit heading my way.
2: I will look extra hard. I did
1: it one time. I put up Unseen Warfare. I didn't know that there's not out of copyright. Uh-huh. And I received it from, like, I don't know who. Like, someone, it originally came from someone in the Eastern Church. Posted it, and then we got an email of, uh, oh, of like, uh, if you don't take that down, our lawyers are going to come after you, like, no problem. <laughs> like, no. you can take it. Okay, let me. I'm trying to remember what the ratio is. So this is the solution, and then I need. Okay, I need to put. I
2: gonna
1: I wish. Okay, 10 mils of. Sure, should I leave my phone here or
2: should I take it
1: out? Okay, so I need 20 mils of ammonia. Okay. I
0: know somebody that knows you. No, um, no yeah, yeah she wants her. to kill
1: me right now. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh, that might no, work. no, because
1: she <laughs> sent me a message
0: um, that I didn't get to after the fact. She wanted to know if I could cover. I can't see any of you right now.
1: Sorry. That might be a good idea. Let's do that. Either that or if I sit like here. There we go, actually that's fine. Yeah, if it's not awkward for you guys, just cause there's all this stuff. Okay. No, 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 it's good, okay. So, this is ammonia and Epsom salt in water which I don't know if this is going to work or not. I think it will. If it doesn't, we'll find out at the end. So, we talked about <clears throat> the problem with a lack of identity, right? That was the reason for the first talk of what is the um, basically the, 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 the danger of the randomness, right? Of not having a, a complete or solid form. Right? Then we talked about what is my form supposed to be. So on this last one, which will hopefully be shorter, um, is more along the lines of what do I need to do? Right? How do I maintain um, my identity? So we're going to have two tracks of music this time. Um, What is a molecule? What is it made out of? Right, and it's made out of atoms, and atoms form an element, right? So it's stuff bonded to each other, right? So how do I know something is going to dissolve or not dissolve? How do I determine that? What do I need to know about it? Sorry? And how do I determine its solubility? My reference chart. This is true, this is this is true. Sorry? The links, exactly. Whether it's a single bond or a double bond or a triple bond, right? There's, there's stuff that gives integrity to a bond, right? And there's stuff that breaks it, right? I also might care about its polarity. I might care whether it's an acidic environment. I will care if it's in a basic environment. If I don't know the properties of this thing, I won't know how to use it, and I won't know what's going to affect it, right? So that's the stuff that I wanted to to focus on, Um, which obviously includes a whole bunch of things. So the first thing to say is that the world doesn't like you, okay? The world isn't going to be excited if you have a different opinion than the opinion that they have. Right? How many people have you met? Then you're like, "Oh, I disagree with you." That they're like, "Oh, good." Right? I'm so happy. Right? That you're that you're in disagreement. Usually, people instead get a little bit worked up. Right? And like, why? Right? Because they're worried that they are wrong, um, and so they, and they don't want to be wrong. Um, and us too. Like everyone has that like internal worry of like, "Well, am I correct or am I incorrect?" Usually, it comes from not knowing. And I want to play a couple of examples of. How clearly it is that they don't like you and how it's just going to be done in such a, a catchy way. I want to discuss the specific thing.
3: Hanging out the limo Slow dance with your woman in your arms Sneaker in after, but boy, you better tiptoe Don't wake your mama. up to yoga Learn about karma Find God, leave the dogma The quickest way to happiness Learning to be selfless Ask more questions, talk about yourself less Study David Bowie, James Baldwin, and Tupac Watch the sunset with best friends from a rooftop everybody's disapproval? I was born sick, but I love me to be well, amen. amen, amen, amen. When I was in the third grade, I thought that I was gay, cause I could draw my uncle was and I kept my room straight. I told my mom, tears rushing down my face She's like, Ben, you've loved girls since before pre-K Trippin', yeah, I guess she had a point, didn't she? Bunch of stereotypes all in my head I remember doing the math, like, yeah I'm good at Little League, a preconceived idea Of what it all meant But those that like the same sex had the characteristics The right-wing conservatives think it's a decision And you can be cured with some treatment and religion Man-made rewiring of a predisposition Playing God Oh, nah, here we go. America the brave. Still bears what we don't know. The guy loves all his children. It's somehow forgotten. But we paraphrase a book written 3,500 years ago. I don't know.
1: And I can't change. Do you know what the lyrics were of the first song? From Fifty Shades of Grey, which is a very ethical movie. Um, Do you know what she said? Every inch of you is a holy grail that I need to find, which she's using as a phallic symbol, right? Let's call it what it is. Do you know what the holy grail is? What is the holy grail? It's a legend about the chalice that Christ used at the Last Supper, right, as an image of a holy object that people are trying to find. Regardless of whether there's a real Holy Grail is relevant, it's understood in this context. And she's saying, let me take your holy symbol of communion, the most holy thing for you people of faith, and I will use it as a sex symbol, right? This is a desecration, right, like a complete and outright desecration. So I'm saying it starts off with something that's very subtle, right, that works it's way up. I think I'm going to this side or something. Um, then it moves on to say, right, how the guy gives advice to his kids very dogmatically, right? And in it, just very subtly, it's like take God but don't believe the dogma, which is good like rhythm-wise. Um, but then message-wise, what is it? And it's said again, just so casually, right? And everyone like follows along. Right? Then it's church is such a horrible place, right? In the take me to church regardless of what it is. And then he goes on and then the next song was to say, okay, here's what right wing conservatives think, here's what the church says, here's what the church does, here's blah blah blah, this is why the church is messed up. Where is the objectivity in that? Right? This has now turned into a pulpit, right? Which is the whole point of a song. Right? A song is meant to be an expression, it's an art. Right, so I'm not I'm not ascribing something bizarre to the, the singers. That's the point of art. I have a message, and I want to project it, whether it's visually, audibly, uh, like a mime. It doesn't matter. Right, is that I'm trying to give a message. I'm trying to give what I think, but all it is is an opinion. Right, but when it's said dogmatically, right, it becomes something that you take in. Right, which I'm saying you need to be aware of the environment. It doesn't like you. This is pop culture. Right, none of these songs are songs that like you're oblivious to probably most of you. Most of you probably know all of these um, and more. So you're in a hostile environment, right? You're not in an environment that's like, I'm so glad that you have a stance on this, right? You're in an environment that wants to turn you into that, right, and so you have to be aware um, of this kind of thing. The early church was like this. The Church of Rome, right, had a humongous struggle, maybe even more than, than Jerusalem, on some level. Because Rome, the Roman Empire, was full of everything that we talk about now. right? Sexual immorality, lewdness, drugs, like you name it, that was, that was in existence. right? The difference for them was they had conviction, they knew their identity, they knew their form, and so they knew what it was that they needed to protect themselves. So you need to answer the question, when you hear something like that, you need to know why is it that I disagree? Which is why it is so important for you guys, like we said in the last one, I won't stop saying it, is you need to know your stuff, right? If you don't know the, the properties of something, then you won't know how it interacts. And so if, if I didn't know, for example, the polarity of, of a styrofoam cup and of acetone, right, I wouldn't know that I'm not going to get the result, like putting nail polish on the first time, right? It didn't dissolve because that's not the nature of it. Right? And if I don't know anything, I might accidentally go on the acetone and completely destroy who I am. And I didn't even know. I didn't even have a chance right, to think about it. So you need to know, like, at the very basics, who are you and what do you believe and why do I believe it? Avoiding this question is, is not going to help you right? because you're just basically moving purposeless, purposelessly. Right? Which is a non-meaningful and non-comfortable um, position to be in so i need to be able to answer the question of why do i do what i do right most of us are doing things and we never ask ourselves that question what is it that drives me to do the thing that i do if i get up and i go to church why is it that i'm doing that if i want to get a degree why is it that i want a degree right not just moving with the tides because society gets degrees not just saying, oh, my family always went to church, I guess I go to church, right? There is definitely some value in that, of doing it as a, as a tradition. But if you want to actually know and grow, or even just have a meaningful existence, you need to actually go um, beyond that. When I say no to something, am I saying no to something because of a cultural thing? Or am I saying no because it is actually right or wrong? Like the, the statement that I'm trying to make. Is it intrinsically wrong? Is it something that goes against the bonds that hold this thing together and that is why I'm not doing it, as opposed to just some kind of like cultural taboo that we have put in place on, on things. This is why we need the, the existence of some kind of objective um, measure. So like we said, you have a duty to find out who you are. In order to do this, you need to be instructed, which means you need to acquire knowledge. Why did I become the person that I am? You need to ask yourself that. What is it that has formed me and made me that? What is the foundation upon which my person, my identity, and my church are based? Who is this guy? Who is this Christ guy? Who is God? Right? What is it that has turned me to where I am? And are those things at all verifiable? Right? Those are to, to arrive at objectivity. In doing this, what you'll end up finding is you're more comfortable in your own skin. Right? You're actually less agitated. It might be unpleasant at first, right, because things that you might have thought were true aren't, right? or things that you didn't want to be true are. Right? There's these, these things that we have conflicts within ourselves for. But once you recognize truth and you desire truth and love truth, you will be comfortable in your own skin. Things just become facts. There's nothing to be overly emotional about. And what you're doing in doing this is you're discovering the integrity of your bonds in this molecule, right? And finding this knowledge and verifying information, you're finding out, oh, this was a really weak one over here, like this needs to be solidified, right? Here's my vulnerability, it's right over here. This polarity is more leaning towards this end, so I better be in this kind of solution or I'm going to end up behaving in this way. These things actually give you freedom, right? They don't make you a captive, they give you freedom because you understand the hows and the whys, and you know how something is going to happen um, as a result. When you find the integrity of your own body, you understand your own nature, and consequently, you know how to approach an environment. Consequently, you know what you can withstand or not withstand. Honesty with self is what allows you to do this, right? I always tell people, like St. Anthony taught, he who knows himself knows God, right? And this is, like volumes of books can be written on that statement but one level of it definitely not the deepest or even close to the deepest level of it is being aware of myself and my strengths and my weaknesses right because this gives me liberty right a decent soldier especially on man-to-man combat is aware of where are my weaknesses and where are my strengths if i have a horrible like left shoulder right because of whatever caused me to have injury If I'm going on the battlefield and I'm not aware that I have a weak left shoulder and I'm acting like I don't, right, or I'm not even aware, I'm going to die, right? Or if I want to pretend I don't because I'm so arrogant, I'm going to die. If instead I say, no, I have a weak left shoulder, I'll do whatever I can to strengthen it, but it's not where it should be yet, I'm going to enter battle playing to my strengths, right? I'm going to use my right, I'm going to defend this, I'm going to always be on the side. Like I'm going to do whatever it is that makes me not let my vulnerability be the cause of my downfall. So it becomes my strength instead of my weakness, right? These are the people who are are the best athletes, the ones who are very, very self-aware, not the ones who are very, very arrogant. If I know who I am, um, I will be able to withstand. You must figure all of this out if you want to be able to function, right? If a balloon doesn't know it's made out of rubber and thinks it can venture into fire, it will find out the hard way and it will die if you don't know your fabric, your raw materials, then everything you do is risky, even if it is actually a safe environment, right? And what I mean by that is, my not knowing means that everything that I'm doing is a risk taking, right? It might happen by fluke that things weren't as risky as, as one might have thought because it, was, it wasn't a dangerous environment, but my not knowing that means it's a risk, right? It's like, it's like somebody who like goes through door number nine that might be a trap door, and then it goes in and turns out it's not the trapdoor and being like, well, it wasn't the trapdoor. And it's like, you didn't know that, right? It wasn't it wasn't your brightness, right, and your wit that made you not go into the trapdoor. It just wasn't a trapdoor. That's all there was to it, right? So you need to know um, these are even in safe environments. If you do this, um, you can actually go into battle because you are in a battlefield. So... Be careful of the messages that are around you and ask yourself if you are alert. I mean, how many of you have heard those songs and not paid attention, like to the whatever, I forgot her name is, the Fifty Shades singer? Okay? That one might be more benign. But I've heard many people singing Take Me to Church, like, and loving the Amen. It's catchy, right? He intentionally gave it a churchy feel, right? But then. Are you singing that? Like, are you singing along comfortably, like I said before? Because it means that, you are saying, Amen means so be it, I agree, right? So if you're singing Amen, right, you're saying, yeah, absolutely. So when he says, worship like a dog at the shrine of your lies, right? it's Pretty, like, clear how he feels about you, right? And then at the same time, do you know the response to that, right? Is what he's saying actually true? or is this his emotional rant, do you know that? Because these are the environments that you're gonna be in, right? Because people hear this and then they come back and they regurgitate it like over and over and over again. And somehow we think that when you say things a lot of times, right, apparently that's what makes things true, um, even if it isn't. So you need to have a proper community. That's part of the way um, of staying safe. The right environment, right? If I'm not in the right environment, it's gonna be a problem. So what are you doing, right? So a lot of people will then complain and say, well, I don't have that community, right? So the question is, what are you doing to make that community, right? What are you doing within your immediate circle of friends? Are you encouraging one another to the objective right? Or are you blase about everything together, right? I've seen church groups that start off praying together, to hang together like Super Saints, Holy Crew, right? that within like I don't know how many years are doing shisha and weed together right so they'll pray on sunday smoke up sunday night right is this is this the kind of community that we want right so what are you doing within it i've seen groups that start off as having a deep bond like on the foundation of christ that over time they talk about absolutely nothing right and so what ends up holding to them together is no longer christ right? It was no longer an objective truth, right? It ends up being randomness, which means that when struggle ensues, they fall apart because they don't know what their bond is built on anymore. They've lost this objectivity. Same thing with marriages, right? If the goal and, and the means of marriage are not Christ, is here's the community, it's your house community, right? If your house is not focused on this objective truth, on Christianity, on on the existence of this Christ who claimed to be God. What are you going to do when you get into fights? Is it going to be whoever yells the longest wins? Is it whoever can hold out the longest will be the successor in the fight? Or will you look to an objective truth that is above you both and say, the right thing is this, right? This is what we're both supposed to be struggling towards. This is where we are falling short, right? If you don't have that commonality, it's a relative relationship, it will fail. Whether it's marriage, family, friends, best friends, priests. no matter what it is, the minute that you lose that, if it is not Christocentric, it will fall apart. Because there's nothing real about it. And so when troubles come, the bonds will break. Right? But if my bond is in Christ, something objective, it's a completely different thing. So be weary of this, be weary, ask yourself what am I doing to make this community? What are your friends doing? If your group goes from vespers to clubbing, what are you doing? If your group goes from vespers to just chilling, what are you doing? So I'm not saying you need to get up and be like, hey guys, you know, Bobby Aswa doesn't like this, and you know, like, and then stand in the middle and do the sign of the cross and glow in the dark. No, but if you are objective in your friendship, there's nothing wrong with at some point saying, Hey, didn't we used to do this? Like, why are we not, if you're comfortable doing that? If you're not comfortable doing that, which is weird if you're not, because it means that someone else's opinion carries more weight than yours or than the group, which means that it's not an equal um, relationship. But let's say, for the sake of argument, that you're unable to do that. Why not get up and go? And then you need to ask the objective question, because if I'm not going, why am I not going? Those uncomfortable questions from the first talk, right? What is the reason for this? Is it because I don't see the value in it? Is it because I don't know what it does? What is the reason for it? Because those lack of reasons or lack of thinking are gonna be the reasons why I have a lack of doing and vice versa, right? So I need to go to the, deep, to the, the root causes um, of these things. When your group is gossiping and trash talking other people, what are you doing? Are you sitting there and allowing a wrong to occur? Because again, you're slowly becoming more and more relativistic. Because what you're saying is, there are some principles that I'm ready to fight for, and there are some that are not. So it's okay if you gossip and lie, you know, but I don't want you to do X, Y, and Z. That means that you're not really sure if you believe in right or wrong, because if it's wrong, it's wrong. I'm not saying you need to be the Bible Belt, like yelling at people, but I'm saying that question yourself. What is going on with the group? Why am I speaking or not speaking? What am I doing about this when it goes wrong? because Christian communities are often the worst communities, right? They think they're protected by the name of Christ, right? And really they're behaving far worse sometimes in secular society, right? And then they're not only behaving in a horrible way, they're doing it in the name of something, right? They They have a label, right? So I represent this guy here that I claim to be at the altar that I think is God, and I'm doing something completely, completely different from what that guy allegedly preached right? So be alert and attentive. Socially, um, what kind of music do I listen to um, and what does it mean? I'm gonna play one other thing but I might not let it play the the whole thing because this is obviously what we're mostly doing today. Not talking about multiculturalism, right? So <laughs> he said, Ola, como I said, Konichiwa. It's very catchy. He's talking about all the women from every country he's had, right? Will you blow my whistle? Let's just be clear on what it is. It's a song about oral sex, right? And here people are singing about it like that's normal and I've like parents singing it, right? You have Akon, I will never forget. You already know, I want to love you. The unedited version has another choice word. Right I see you winding and grinding up on the floor. I see you looking, right? It was playing nonstop at the pharmacy. right? So you hear all these things. What is playing on your radio station? So say you're at, at, at work, okay, whatever the rules are at work, what are you listening to in your car? Because you're creating an environment. So if you're listening to songs that are constantly telling you, "Go have sex, go have sex, go have sex, go have sex. Go have sex I have sex." Right? Even his... He says, I have a lesson that I want to tell you. Very good, nice guy. Okay? Right? And he was like, I don't discriminate with my girls. Right? And so, what will you find? Whatever you're listening to becomes what you becomes what you say. Right? What's going to be the first thing off of your tongue? Songs. Right? Then when you get all, like, crazy emotional, which you're bound to do at some point, when you have a conflict of right or wrong, right? What is going to come out of you, like, uh, naturally all the songs about whatever it is that you're wanting how much you miss her when you're in this point or you miss him right of all i want to do is x y and z right if you're in a breakup mode then it's okay alanis morissette is your best friend because she's always angry right but you're gonna naturally pull from these people because that's what music is for right like that is what it's for so are you paying attention then to what you're doing because if you're even actively allowing an environment for yourself that goes completely against what you believe of course you're gonna struggle, right? Like you have to make an active decision that where you can control your environment, that you control it. There are things, some things in the environment that are out of your control, and that's where like the warfare is warfare, but there are things that are within your own scope of practice to, to take some decision on, and you need to ask, am I, am I doing that, right? I know when I lived up north in, in, in Thunder Bay, I had like a crazy, like, strict routine on myself at the time. I wish I could go back to it, to be honest. Where, like, I drive an hour ten each way from work, longer in the winter. So I was like, okay, I'm only going to listen to, like, Bible, um, uh, audio Bible in the morning, and in the evening I was listening to either podcasts or silence, or Al-Hayn, like, I had a rule. Friday nights, I would listen to secular music. I, I love music, personally. I still like music. So I would listen to certain secular music. And so I had this without even realizing, without even being intentional about it, the natural stuff that was coming out of my mouth was hymns, Bible verses, so that when I was agitated, instead of being like, um, I had a bad day by Daniel Powder, right? Would be like, in my distress, I called on the Lord, which is a lot more comforting to me than just saying I had a bad day. Powder has his place too. But um, what I mean is, what comes in is going to affect what comes out. Right? So what am I doing? What am I doing to regulate? Am I completely undisciplined or do I have some kind of rule? And if I don't, I should put one. Be honest. I talk about music and I use music all the time because it's my thing. Right? Like For other people to be in something else, I love music. So what kills me right, is how bad music got. Because I used to comfortably listen to music regularly. Right? And then now I'm like, man, I can't even listen to stuff that, I, that I, I like anymore because in between it is something that I really don't like. And it is catchy, and it does enter my mind. Right? I'll go into a grocery store, and then the song is stuck. That, uh, What's it called? Blow My Whistle, I heard on the way into Best Buy. And I'm like, man, like, this is horrible, but it's very catchy, right? as everybody would say. So if I'm putting it in, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, know where you are, know what affects you, right? and then you have to make a decision that matches what you want, right? It isn't enough to just say, oh, I want to be holy. I want to love church. And meanwhile, you do absolutely nothing about it, right? You have to take the decisions that match it. Um, what are the kind of activities that you engage in? We already talked about this. Are you, not just your group, are you doing the weed, the clubbing, the hooking up, right? Are these what I am doing? If so, what does that do to the integrity of my structure? Um, you are who your friends are. Like everybody like agrees on that. Whatever culture you're in, you are who your friends are. Look around you. who are you associating with and what is your activities together? What is your discussions like to, what are your discussions like together? right? What are the things that you do to have fun? And are you able to have fun doing the right things together? Or am I only able to enjoy my time by doing the wrong? Because if that is the, the, the case, then see you in confession. Um, am I stagnant? Okay? Because normal wear and tear, okay, is still wear and tear. Right? So it's not like, oh, it's normal for there to be wear and tear. But wear and tear is still damage. Right? That's not, it's not like that's like a, necessarily a, a great place to be. Um, you need to actively strengthen the bonds. This is why Christ says, no, because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth, right? Because this lukewarmness means that I don't care. It's just as insulting to me, right? To say, I couldn't care less. Imagine if you're in a relationship with someone, right? And like, you're all excited for it to develop and grow. Another person's like, what do you want? I'm, this is fine, right? It's like, well, no, like, are we not gonna do this? Imagine if you're dating someone and they, they, they tell you to your face, I have no desire to ever get engaged or marry you. Right? Like he'll sit and be like, oh, so what are we doing? Right? Like wh- like what is the point of this? Is there a reason that we're here? Like, yeah, are you not satisfied with my presence? Right? It's 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 egotistical, right? Like you should be very content to just look at me. Right? So like there's there's or I'll do what I want and you should be content. Whether whatever way you look at it, there's there's something wrong here right? Lukewarmness, stagnance is not a healthy thing. It's not a good thing. You need to actually be actively doing something, right? So to go back to the, the, the war imagery, because I, I, it's, it's the best imagery for Christian life, right? Is, it's one thing for somebody in the battle to be weak and to fall, right? And then you give him treatment and you send him back onto the battlefield. It's another thing when your partner in arms gets up and walks away to play for the other team, Right? It's another thing when somebody doesn't even go play with their team says, I'm going to go lie down, I don't even feel like doing this anymore. Right? And so then another person looks at that person and says, well, he's just chilling, I'll chill too. And then another person goes and lies down and before you know it, you've lost the war because everyone's laying down. Right? That doesn't work. Right? You have an obligation to yourself to fight and you have an obligation to your comrades to fight. Christianity is community. Right? This is one of the major differences between us and the Protestants. I don't usually talk about other denominations, and when I do, I'm not being sarcastic. Right? Is that Orthodox Christianity is supposed to be about the community. That's why the focus is on an iklisai. We don't have private mass um, in Orthodoxy. A priest can't pray liturgy by himself, because liturgy is the work of the people. Right? There has to be a congregation member. Right? My spiritual life affects the whole right it is not about my personal salvation right which is which is what is mostly focused on outside of the of our denomination right it is not about just me and god is that actually a true christian becomes one with god and the community if you are not one with your community then you are a liar if you say you love god these are not my words that's st john right st john said that no man say that he loved god if He doesn't love his neighbor if he says so, he's a liar. And then he even almost rhetorically says, how can you say you love God whom you have not seen if you are not even able to show love to your neighbor who you do see? Because I can't pretend, that yeah, I love this thing that is invisible to me, and yet I don't love all of them. Even more deeper is that God's commandment was that if you love me, do this to all my neighbors, right? So it has to be my spiritual life absolutely affects the life of the whole. Right? Look at any group within the church. If you see one group that starts to go wayward, what happens? One person starts doing something, then the group starts doing something. That whole group leaves. The younger kids look at it like, oh cool. I guess when I'm at that age, I no longer have to do this or this or this. That's the message you gave. Right? That's what you taught, because you're in a community. Right? When they see that the dad doesn't participate in services, it's like, okay, men don't have to pray, apparently, unless they're deacons and they're boring. Right? Apparently, I don't have to do X, Y, or Z, this here because they're watching it. What you are doing is affecting another person. Whether you want it to or not, you are. So you need to be um, paying attention to your activities for your own sake, for the strength of your own bonds, as well as for the whole community, so that this environment that you're creating with other people isn't acidic, isn't polar, so that it doesn't melt the cup. What are the things that I indulge my thoughts in? Like, do you self-reflect at the end of the day? And say, what do I think about, right? Are your thoughts self-absorbed? Are your thoughts really trivial, right? Is all of it like, what am I going to wear tomorrow? I can't believe that guy said that to me. Um, Okay, when am I going to do this? Are all my thoughts random, haphazard, like overly social, superficial? What are my thoughts? Because thoughts are a very strong indicator of who you are and in what state that you're in. Right? And in fact, if your thoughts are always anywhere other than where you are now, you're probably an unhappy person. Because a person who is content to be where he or she is, is going to be happy. Because they're content. But if your thoughts, wherever you are, are taking you somewhere anywhere other than where you are, you're unhappy. Right? If I'm in the car and I would rather be at work, I'm going to be miserable in the car. If I'm at work and I'd rather be at home, I'm going to be miserable at work. If I'm at home and I'd rather be with my friends, I'm going to be miserable. So where are my thoughts taking me? And what are they about? And what are they not about? Right? Like What is it that I'm missing? Am I actually thinking actively about positive things? Right? These are one of the reasons why, you, like again, you should have a spiritual rule is to help train these things, right? Like, of what am I doing to actively feed this thing with, with good stuff? Um, self-absorption is usually the consequence of not thinking on things that are good, right? And that means that I'm going to only just care about whatever brings me immediate gratification of some kind. Do you ever get alone time? And I don't just mean physically. Like, is there ever time where you're not on your phone tweeting or IMing of some kind? right are you perpetually plugged into a bunch of people who are pretending to be in relationship to you in an extremely non meaningful way right the art of communication is lost people have way better communications over text now than they do in person right people don't even have culture anymore right they don't even know what to talk about because we're losing it right so are you are you plugged in to the point that you have just complete garbage and noise here If so, self-reflect. Again, these are what affect your bonds. Your thoughts are going to determine your actions. Right? So then, are my thoughts objective? Are my thoughts true? Right? To bring it full circle to everything else. How do I interact with others? With self-denial or with self-entitlement? Do I treat people like commodities? Right? Like where, okay, this person brings me this thing. This person makes me laugh. This person is who I go to when I have a problem. This person does my lawn, right? Where you see humans as functions, right? And like, even in a social environment where you think they're your friends, but they're not. We are actually using them, right? And then the minute where something goes wrong in the relationship, it's like, no, peace out. Why? Because again, it wasn't based on something, right? It was based on your selfishness, right? We are Christians. We're supposed to be selfless. Do I have a sense of entitlement that people owe me things? The world owes me things and then ask myself, why do I have that opinion and is it right? Objectively speaking, is it right? Does the world actually owe me anything at all? And the answer is no, by the way. Um, If we were all living as Christians, we would already actually be complete by being around one another, but no one owes me because that's what's make love love, is that they choose to, right? They choose to give me what it is that I need and I choose to give back, but I'm always looking for my neighbor before myself. And if I'm looking for my neighbor before myself and my neighbor is looking for me before himself, we're going to be at peace, right? Instead of fighting over taking things, we'll be fighting over giving things, right? That would be to me the sign of a successful relationship, especially marriage, right? But of any relationship. Am I looking more to please the other person with boundaries of righteousness, right? Obviously not by doing something wrong. Or am I looking to just, what am I getting out of this? Right? Do I assess the relationship of, of any relationship with what's in it for me? Because if that's ever the question, then you are a selfish person on, on some level. Um, we already talked earlier, so I'll skip this part about sacraments as a means of, means of grace. If you understand that when you're diseased, right, when sin is your disease, that you need remedies, right, make sure that you are actively seeking the remedies. If you wallow in sickness sickness gets worse, right? And then it might be harder to heal, right? If somebody has like a gash in their arm, okay, it might hurt you, go get stitches, right? But if you ignore that gash because you're too cool or too macho or whatever it is that you think is why you don't need stitches, well, now it can get infected. And something that might have left a tiny scar might result in an amputation, right? Because of your negligence to get healing. So are you going out actively to seek healing or do you want people to just come to your house and, and, and fix you magically? Um, ask very honestly, don't worry guys, I'm almost done, with positivity, right? These are the negatives, these are the thou shalt nots, if you will, okay? But instead of saying all of this stuff, ask positively, what is it that will make me grow? Right. Don't make it just about like oh this was bad. It's important for us to know what stunts my growth, what is dangerous to me. But then I also need to be like, what do I need to do this? if I want to be here? Right. What do I need to get there? Right. If if an Olympian like a, 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 someone who wishes to be an Olympian, right, were to sit there and only focus on how, like, he can't be up till 3 a.m. in the morning chilling with his friends every night, and how he can't eat just any food that he would like anymore and how he can't and, this, and all that, that's all he thinks about, he's not going to make it very far because he's going to be miserable. Those things are still true, he can't do those things, right? We're not pretending that it's not a fact. But if that's where his mind is, then he's going to hate it. Instead, if he's like, I'm so excited that I have the opportunity to be an Olympian, right? yeah, these costs are costs because I want to be this, right? So then what do I need to do to be this? right? That excitement, that drive is what will lead them. And if you look around you in society, look at who the leaders are. It's the one who believes in where he or she's going, right? They have an an actual desire for the thing they're working for and so they sweep all these people in with them because they like it. Because someone who's aimless gets a, a glimpse of someone else who has aim and says, hey he's going somewhere, I guess I'll go with him, right? Because that's why they're a follower. Right? But if you instead say, no, I want this, instead of having like your FOMO complex, right, of being like, oh, but if I do this, like they're doing that, right? and you look with anxiety around you what everyone else is doing, it, it would suck. But if instead you say, no, what's the problem with that? I like this. Right? I want this because it's objective, because it's real, because it's true. Right? That is what is going to be your drive. And then you won't be anxious about making choices because they're obvious. Right? If I already want to be this, I'm not anxious that I'm not allowed to do it because it's just obvious that I'm not allowed to do it. It's not something that's going to make me sad. It's just a fact. There's nothing more to it. My mood itself will change. Right? Where it's like, okay, I want to lose weight. It's a fact. I'm going to have to cut my calories. Right? But if I'm just like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with this calorie thing. Right? Like, like, Change of mindset. Um, it becomes easier to do something when you know that it's right. Right? It's really just that simple. When you do what you do with conviction, what you do is make others want to be like you, and you can become um, insoluble together. Don't be emotional people, right? Be objective people. What was supposed to happen in this, which didn't work, and I don't know if it's colored ammonia, or maybe it just takes slower. Actually, no, it did work. Um, what did we start with? Two. Solutions, right? You guys won't be able to see it from here, but many of you might guess what's going on. What is forming at the bottom? Precipitate. I'll just give it to you. Okay? Salts formed out of it, right? So an identity formed out of solution. So you can be in solution and then still recover your identity. This salt will exist within the solution and not be dissolved, right? This is what God is calling us to do. He's asking you to be the salt of the earth. He's asking you to be distinct. He's asking you to maintain your nature because if salt loses its flavor, what shall you season it, right? It's useless. But maintain your integrity, maintain your identity. You have an objective identity and all the decisions that you make, if it is made in that, will be to your benefit, to your gain, to attain not just the kingdom there, but to have the kingdom here within you And to him be glory now and always in the age of ages. Amen. Thank you guys for putting up with all the talking for the whole day. And uh, thanks to the priests who uh, invited me.
0: So what we're going to do, we're going to have 20 minutes uh, of Q&A with Abuna. Uh, We'll do it immediately so we don't have to keep uh, exiting and re-entering the church. And then we'll have a group picture, and then uh, Vespers will be at 7. Does anybody know where the wireless mic is? Okay, if you have a question, just, uh, just speak loudly.
1: That was easy. Questions.
0: Um, so my question is, um, well, it's more like a scenario. Um, probably a lot of people experience this. So, what it happens, or what you, what would you suggest if, let's say, like you grow up with a group of friends, and you go through stages of life, um, Sunday school, etc. And then you, so we say like, you are who you hang out with, but like, what does it say about a person if they decide to not, like if they decide to exclude themselves from their friends in order to maintain identity? But like, what does it say about you? Like, is that not judging people? Because you still want, like you still love your friends obviously so what do you do in that situation?
1: That's what I said first is you try with your own group, right? But if I have objective rights and wrongs, I'm not judging a person by identifying behavior, right? And this is what society, that's why I'm saying, like, the absurdity of relativism is, is just that, it's absurdity, right? Is we can't pretend something's not happening, right? Like, I can't pretend if somebody is doing something wrong that they're not. So. To me, the scenario is really, if we see sin as disease, okay, is that judging would be to say this is a bad person who has a disease as opposed to saying here is a person who happens to have a disease, right? So I was a pharmacist. If somebody came in on a wheelchair, I'm not judging by saying you're on a wheelchair, right? That's just a fact in front of me, right? This person has a problem. They can't walk. Right? So let's take the analogy and use it for, for sin, but use the health thing. Right? So if there's somebody whose legs don't work, I need to become aware. So I'm not saying I'm perfect and they're horrible. Right? But it might be that I have an arm that doesn't work. Okay? And then there's another person with whatever issue. When we come together as a community, right, is we're saying, well, we need to function together with all of our diseases towards this common goal. Let's say the goal is to hang up this picture. Right? I need to find a way to hang up this picture between that person's inability to walk, my inability to use my arm, and whatever the dysfunction is of the other person. That's how we function as a community when we have a common goal. Okay? But if somebody within the group says, I don't want to hang up pictures, right? You will obviously, as a friend at the beginning, be like, well, you should put up pictures, or why don't you want to put up pictures? What can we do to get you to put up pictures? Like, you'll do all of that stuff, right? Like, of the, that, but it might come to a point where the other people said, listen, we don't put up pictures here. So, if you don't want to put up pictures with us, you can go, or vice versa. If you want to do it and we don't, then you can peace out, right? It might be a natural consequence. Or there might be a scenario where the person on the wheelchair or something, like, lost it, and is doing like spinnies all around the room and is whacking everything in sight, right? Then for your own safety, you need to back off because you might get hurt thinking you're gonna help that person, but they're gonna hurt you, right? So there's a level of of common sense and honesty and none of this is being judgmental, right? Judgmental is to say, I can't believe you're in a wheelchair, right? Judgmental is to say, you're a horrible person for not wanting to put up pictures. That's being judgmental versus saying, if our goal is this, our behaviors aren't moving towards that goal, what can we do to start working on that goal again? But we are uncomfortable today with being honest. We want the band-aids. We want you're beautiful just the way you are. Right? Of, you don't want to put out the picture? No problem. You're beautiful. And that's garbage, right? Because it's, it's, it's a made-up thing. No, we do need to. We're not going to sit in a room all together and just yell out how beautiful everyone is right? There's, there's something that needs to get done. So there does need to be a confrontation at some point, either in words or in action, of saying, no, I have an objective that needs to be accomplished. Are we doing this together? Are we a team? Or are you telling me that you don't believe in this anymore? And if you don't, I respect your freedom not to, but I want to, right? That, that question actually encapsulates the. Like the whole talk, right? Because if I have that identity, I have my objective thing, I know what I need to do, then my decisions are now based on this objective, not on the emotional part, not on the relativistic part of like, but I feel, but yada, 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 yada. So you do your best with the group, but at some point, there's, it's inevitable. There's gonna have to be a point of making a decision. And those decisions, like we said, are where we show what we value. Because if my decision is to not put it up with you, I'm saying, I don't care about you, I don't care about your mission, I care about me. I want to sit here. So you're taking it in a nice way of being like, oh, am I hurting them? When at the same time, they're actually hurting you too, right? Because they're saying, I don't care about you, I care about me. So you were saying that we need to know who we are, what we do, and why we do it and that we need to like find the knowledge and make sure that it's verifiable. But like, can we really know anything for sure? And like, you know, for example, for me, like I feel like I do what I do just because I feel it's right. But we were saying we have to stay away from like everything that's like emotionalist decisions. But like, can we really know God or like, is it like a leap of faith? Like you were saying? Yes, you you can. Right? This is why I'm a Christian, right? So we start in different places, but yes, we, we can arrive at it because right now you feel good about God. What happens if you got cancer and someone ran over your foot in the same week and you lost a nephew? You're not gonna be feeling very happy that, that, that period at all, right? So if my faith is based on my emotions, well, good luck with that when the emotions get rocked, right? We wanna believe in something because there's substance to it. Right? My faith can't be an irrational faith, it needs to be based on rationality. But like not everything is verifiable, so like our knowledge is not completely verifiable. I agree. So what we do is that we, we acquire the information that we can, that gives intellect to our faith, right? that I'm not haphazardly believing. I definitely am a man of faith. There are things that I cannot prove. I'm not saying that you need to turn into this person who walks around like an encyclopedia, of like blah, blah blah blah, but you do need to have some knowledge Right of like like for me, I had a, pe- a period where like I questioned absolutely like everything, right. When I came comfortable with Jesus Christ and his claim, actually, right, I started to acquire experience. I saw people who lived the faith well, right. Then I went to them, how did you do what you did? How did you arrive that we are arriving? Something discipleship is important, right? So I'm like, okay, whatever it is that you're doing is clearly working. What are you doing, right? Like, oh well, I received this. Try this. I did that. Found it was working, right? I start to develop my own experience now. Certain things that maybe used to be a big deal to me are not anymore. I don't care if the flood was local or global. I don't care, right? It is completely irrelevant, right? Whereas for somebody else, it might be like a big deal. Our knowledge and our experience and our growth, our own experiences and experience of others, right? Will help us in that growth and confidence because we grow in faith. We don't have instantaneous like faith, right? Faith grows. It starts off with something real right something objective right and then i start practicing in it and i grow in it the same way that like anybody might have anxiety at a new job right they might have anxiety about a new school or a new direction you start off with anxious you don't know everything but as you just live right you get a holding on certain things stuff happens right so you become less and less emotional about it cuz like yeah, yeah i've been there before this happens right it's not a big deal here's how we deal with it so you will you will grow in it but yes there are things you can know because if you are serious in your spiritual life, and this is why I wish people would take it seriously, that there is real consequences to that. Right? I, I speak often of certain monks that I met um, throughout my life in, in the monastery of St. Anthony in, in Egypt, where I've been going for like 18 years now. I met people right, who have these gifts that I didn't think existed, that I thought were fiction. Right? It isn't the reason why I believe, but it's part of why I believe, right? because I was able to see from them. When we say the image and likeness of God is what you're created in, that means that there are other attributes of God that you can be given by grace if your spirit is healthy. Right? If your body is weak, you're not going to believe you can be fit because you're weak. Right? A guy who's come from famine and is in the ICU right, isn't going to feel like, oh yeah, I'm going to go run a marathon tomorrow. Right? He'll be excited if he can sit up in bed, right? But if you can give him IV fluids at the beginning and then work his way up to solids and then gradually grow, right? At one point, yeah, he will be excited that he can go out and, and run. The same thing with spirituality, right? I didn't know that people really had the gift of knowing something. I read it in the stories and I liked them. I didn't know that it was real, right? But when I saw it real, I'm like, oh, God does give even these attributes to people, right? For those who are spiritually healthy. Right? So most of us are at a level where we are paralyzed like spiritually by our own choosing and it's a solvable paralysis. Right? But as we grow in the spirit we encounter the world of the spirit and find out that much is not only real and possible but extremely attainable. because the same God that created Adam and Eve in whatever way he created them is just as interested in me right, as he was in all generations, and is more than happy to keep giving me the things that he wished for me to have from when he made me in his image and likeness.
2: Um, I'm getting back to the question of the group. If you're a part of a group and then it happens that they're thinking differently or like your ideologies, ideologies change. Um, it's kind of why we as Christians are always our own groups. Like we don't know how to blend with the world anymore. And it makes us vulnerable because as much as we like it, we're, we have to deal with the world. So um, what is, um a good way to deal with the world without being influenced by them? That is
1: my question. And you need to know your stuff. If I know why I believe this to be true, I will not only not fear the world, I will be very bold in the world. Right? We only have fear when we don't know. It's that simple. Fear is because I don't know. But when I do know, I am fearless. Right? like I'd have conversations, and I wouldn't even necessarily make it religious at work, where like, one girl was like, I don't know, she's like, I would never want to marry anybody. And so like, instead of being like, well, I'm a Christian, and I think that's really wrong, right? and instead of just going in the corner like, oh, no, no, faith-based issue, moral issue, don't talk, Christian, right? was to challenge her even on her, on her own view, because I know what I believe and why. Right? I'm not afraid of the bottom, the root question of why I believe in God. I'm not afraid of that question. So anything that I build on top of it is built on something real. So if somebody would say that then I'm just like, well to me as a guy that means this. Why do you have that opinion? Right? If someone says I can't believe like you guys are so like outdated, don't you know, right? That like sex is just like an expression of this, what's so your problem? Right? I would shoot back and just be like, is that what sex is? Who decided that? Yeah, did but what, you decide that? Did, like, what, what was the, where did the right and wrong come from? You'll go deep. They'll be very uncomfortable because it got deep really fast. Like, dude, it's okay, man. right? But you still knew where you stood, so you weren't afraid of it. Go for it. Yeah, but what I mean
2: is we know they're using us in a way. So we decide to leave them and just turn back to the church because that's where we are comfortable, and that's where we know that most of the people are self, selfless which makes us turn our backs to the world, in a way.
1: I think if everyone is being themselves, not necessarily. Right? Like I know many Christians who are not limited to their, their church community, right? They're obviously gonna find the deepest community with those who share beliefs because that's the easiest environment, right? But I know many who within where they were because they're confident in what they did, affected other people, right? Where they were like, why are you the way you are? How is it that you have the conviction that you do and why are you different than everyone else if i actually conduct myself as a christian people will usually find it laudable because a real christian isn't what the stereotype of a christian is right like the christian who's just like well i think you're bad that's not a christian statement right so like if a christian is doing that it's it's wrong right but if i simply have conviction like i i don't see them i think i just don't see the dilemma like i don't see that they're mutually Exclusive. I think it's going to be natural that my closest group will be those who have a commonality with me Because a friendship has an objective, right? And if I don't have a common commonality I won't be able to move with them. I don't know if I'm answering or not. I think I might not be capturing what you mean My bad. Sorry dude Father you talked about uh, sin perpetuating like an illusion and internal conflict and as opposed to a life of objective truth where you break that internal conflict can you speak more to the um, creation of like a unity and a lack of uh, internal conflict when you do live um, a spiritual life? That one is hard to explain until you, you experience it but when I choose the right and I see the consequence of right, right, and I believe in the right, things just become more and, and more easy. Like I know how rhetorical that sounds, right? But if like, if I need to pass, I don't know, my year of school, right? I have an objective to pass this year, right? And let's pretend that there's an absolute truth in this need to pass for just for the sake of argument, right? So I know that I must pass, right? I know that this is something that I need to do. Then, I have the choice of studying for an exam or partying, right? Or just chilling or sleeping or whatever it is that I want to do. So if I actually am convicted by this sense of I need to pass, the decision to study should become an obvious one, right? I like I said I can I might fall short sometimes, but I won't be struggling about whether or not I should or shouldn't study, right? My struggle might be forcing myself to study. But my struggle isn't going to be about whether there's a right or wrong to study because that's clear. Right? So the same thing religiously, is becomes, no, I know that if I want this, right, if this is the truth, then this is wrong, regardless of how I feel. Right? So it didn't make my struggle at first easier in choosing the right, but at least I don't have a struggle about whether it is or isn't right, right? which is a big part of the battle for a relativistic person. Right, is, is it even wrong? Why is it even wrong? But when I already have the why, that part's easy. Then my next part is to train on to doing it. Then look at people like many, not everyone, right, obviously, but many people once they get into the gym, first month sucks, right? But then look at the person who's been doing it for a year, two or three. They find it, they, they feel wrong when they don't go, right? They, even though they're waking up early, even though there's all these negatives, right, to doing it it became easier for them because they lived it, they saw it, they reaped the benefit, they know what it's like, they know what it's like to be able to run again, to breathe again, to be alert, they see all these positives. So as I progress in the spiritual life, right, and I start to see these positives, it becomes easier. Because even though there might be a hard decision to make theoretically, I just had so much positive experience that I know that, yeah, it's just another one, Yeah, it passes, but I get these things, and I can't go back to what I was before because whatever that was was miserable, To the point that i didn't even know how miserable it was until i came to this
0: okay so uh, i have just a couple of questions you can just give me a a brief for each one of them so uh, first what someone maybe it's easy to to any one of us could sit could sit by himself and and think why i'm christian why i'm believing why i'm but sometimes we got maybe downs or because of uh, any hard time we passed about. So we say that this is not a practical uh, It's not a, a practical belief. So I believe God that you are nice and kind, And but how about the problem that I have in? And then my second question that uh, maybe, as you mentioned to us, uh, that part of being content is to know, what is your private call or what is why God created you or what is, the, what is the purpose of being here? So how to make it clear for each one of us? Thank you.
1: First one is truth. I have to ask what is my expectation and why? Is my expectation Correct so if i think that god was supposed to behave in this way i need to ask myself is god supposed to behave in this way why do i think that because many people have a completely wrong expectation because they don't have knowledge right so they think like oh i studied and now god was supposed to make me get an a who said right i'm a christian therefore i'm supposed to be rich who said right so if my expectation i'm seeing as a random extreme example right if my expectation is wrong right, then I'm going to have a wrong result because it's not the truth. So that's something number one is simply am I right in what I'm thinking? Yes or no? And I would add to it have a guide because your your own judgment of it and your own situation is a lot harder than an outside person explaining to you what's going on because most of us can be very objective with other people but it is very hard to be objective with yourself, that's a skill, like it takes time an outside person to say, here's actually where you've been extremely lazy, right, here's actually where your knowledge is missing, here's where insert like, why you're falling short is. But I don't remember what the second question was.
0: <laughs> okay, so second question, how do we know, how each one of us could realize uh, what's the, why he got here or somehow what's his purpose in his life, or the private call of each one of us?
1: You'll have to discover that in your gifts right? The, the, the calling for every human being in existence is salvation and unity with him. That is for everybody, right? Where is my specific calling? You'll find it when you discover your gifts, which you have, right? We're, we're used to pretending we don't have them because we somehow think it's humble to pretend we don't, but we do, right? There's no reason to boast of them, because you didn't invent them, God gave them to you, right? But if you are using your gifts, you will find your calling, because God gave them to you. So you will find happiness and joy in it, Right? I did engineering for one semester and one co-op, and I knew very clearly it was not my calling, <laughs> right? If I had forced myself through it, I would have hated my life, not just in school, but in my career. Would I have lived? I would have lived. It would have been a miserable existence, right? But whereas put me where my gifts are, and now I'm excited, right? I'm happy, I'm excited because it's, it's something that I'm, I'm good at, and I'm good at it not because it's something amazing about me, but because God gave me a gift in it, right? So there's no boasting. So I would say start off by discovering where your gifts are and you'll find a natural growth towards your calling because you're gonna find yourself going to wherever it is that you need to be very naturally.
0: Okay. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
2: Um, how can we answer um, someone
0: who says that Our faith is only based on our values that we follow, good values that we follow.
1: I would say that's simply not true. On what basis did that person decide that that is what my faith is based on? What does that person know about my faith? My faith is based on a human being that lived and existed named Jesus Christ who claimed he was God. I believe his claims and therefore I believe that what he said is true. I don't have values and then say, who is the person that fits these values? I say, whose claim is true? And if they're true, then what do I do? So whoever is saying that is just ignorant, right? In the, tru- in the truest sense of the word, that they are saying something that they don't know, right? And I would even venture to say, you should let them know that, right? Not in a meaning like that you're ignorant, but of saying, on what basis have you come to the conclusion that this is what I do? Instead of telling me what I believe, perhaps you should ask me what I believe, right? That would be a better place for dialogue because nobody would like me to walk up to them and say, hey, you believe this, right? And then they'll be on the defensive and say, no, I don't, right? So it's, it's an ignorant statement and it is untrue. Thanks again, homies. Uh, keep me in your prayers. I don't know what we're doing right now. Okay.
0: I think if Father uh, if Father Anthony gave himself permission to play music in the church it's uh, it's only fair for us to be able to applaud and welcome Abuna and tell thank you for coming. So before we break out in a final prayer, I'm just going to ask everybody to stand up exactly where you are. The people on the sides, move in on the sides. Move in on these two sections here because we're going to take a group picture with Father Anthony Paul. And then afterwards we'll break out in final prayer. So everyone, please get up. Move Everybody on the inside, we're all going to face the altar.